On today's show, we have Blake with B&B Lawn Care, Blake Albertson. Blake and I go way back. He has He's one of the OGs of the community. Um, he was one of my, if not, I believe he was my first subscriber uh, on YouTube back in 2014. Man, that was what's, man, it's 2021. So that, that was a long time ago, six years ago or seven years ago. Um, this community has grown so, so far, uh, our, and you know, we have businesses, you know, that's how this all started. We have lawn care businesses and I was solo. He was solo. We were both making different types of YouTube videos. And, uh, one of the first few handful of folks doing that and, and the community has grown so many more people have come, come on board and come into the community and started making their own content. And the community has just grown. It's just blown up. And our businesses have also grown, um, you know, uh, I'm no longer solo and neither is Blake. So I wanted to get Blake on the episode so that we can talk about, you know, the progression of his, his business and, you know, he's got his multiple crews and that whole evolution and any, any pros and cons and ups and downs and so on. And just kind of rehash that, especially in this time, you know, we, we all know how difficult it is to find labor right now in 2021 for the lawn and landscape industry. So that's what we really focus on. And if you want more of Blake's backstory, if you have, if you never, if you're just new to the community, basically, and you haven't really stumbled upon B&B Lawn Care on social media, definitely check out my YouTube channel. I mean, you could check out his as well, but I also uh, had a series called Get to Know the Pro, where I went out to everyone's uh, location, their shop or their house or both, depending on, you know, how big they were or where they worked out of. And we hung out for the day or potentially a couple of days, depending on uh, on the schedule and just kind of really spent a day in the life or multiple days in the life with their setup, maybe watching their crews if they had any, uh, and just talking about their story, sharing their story. And I did the same thing with Blake in Kansas City uh, a few years back. So if you go on my channel at Lawn Care Rookie or LCR on YouTube, you can look at the playlist, get to know the pro. Of course, that link is also in the um, show description, the episode description. If you go ahead and click on that show links link, uh, that will take you to all of the links that are relevant to every podcast. Um, and you can find the Get to Know the Pro playlist and you can click on that and then find the one for B&B Lawn Care and you can get his whole backstory, his whole origin story. And that will kind of get you caught up to speed um, to where we are at in this podcast episode where we're talking about where he's at now and the whole evolution there. So without further ado, buckle up and I hope you guys enjoy. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, and today on the phone, we have none other than Blake Albertson with B&B Lawn Care. How's it going, Blake? Hey, going great. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. We finally finally uh getting it started here, man. Holy cow. When guys, when 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 we say that it, our schedules are crazy over the summer or, or just any time during the season and we're ha- you know, we have a hard time trying to kind of get together and get people on on our podcasts and all that and create content. Like we're not just saying that at all. Like it's it's truly a, a, a lot of work to get together. And am, am I am I right, Blake? <laughs> hey, we're busy, man. There's nothing better. Yeah, exactly. That's the greatest problem to have is we we can barely find time. So that's yeah, that's 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 pretty much what <laughs> it's a good problem to have. But at the same time, it, it can seem stressful for for sure. Um, yeah. Well, but, 
you know, we're hitting it hard here this season, but you know, for us at least it kind of calms down, you know, in the winter time. So it's kind of, you know, you got, you got to do the work now and put in the time and then that's kind of the reward, you know, at the end of the year. Yeah, for sure. So what, um, let's, let's just dive, dive right into it here. I mean, I know you're on limited time, you know, I have limited time. I want to be respectful of all that and finally getting you on the podcast, but I've really been focusing on, uh, staffing employees, just overall labor, I guess, workforce, you know, that's something that we've always had an issue in this industry or any kind of outdoor blue collar work, right? It's just labor is not always easy to come by and depending on what it is, you know, that the harder, the harder and more exhausting it is probably the harder it is to find people. But right now, you know, the recording of this podcast in July of 2021, it's, it's even more, challenging and complicated, you know, kind of post pandemic. I mean, we're still kind of in this whole COVID-19 thing, but you know, it's not as crazy as it was in 2020. Uh, but with that being said, there's just so many things that have gone on with unemployment and all this kind of stuff. And without going down all those rabbit holes, just the bottom line is it's even more challenging now to find and keep um, staffing. So I, I've been yeah. talking about it myself, you know, like on solo episodes, just uh, kind of sharing my, my season so far and how that's going with, with all that. And then talking to folks such as, you know, you Blake and, and Caleb and mm-hmm. Mitchell and just anyone else that I've been able to get in contact with uh, recently to, to talk about this. So I know that you started solo, just like m- myself and a lot of other folks out there. Um, what were mm-hmm. you, were you always planning on building a, a bigger company than just yourself? Yeah. Well, I think I started hiring people at the perfect time. Uh, because I was in high school, you know, so it, it didn't have to be in, man, I, I shouldn't be saying this, but it didn't have to be as perfect and legit as, as it has to be when you're hiring, you know, adults and you have a legit business and you've been doing this for a while, you know, like for the first season that we weren't doing anything, we weren't making a bunch of money and, and all of that. So we were just kind of a buddy of mine helping me. And we kind of worked out the kinks from there. And then at one point, I'm like, dude, you're working enough. We need to figure out the insurance thing and the taxes thing. Um, and I think people need to realize that it's it's okay to take a little bit of time to, to start running. You know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah. you do need to learn all those things. You need to learn about payroll taxes and how to properly pay people um, and insurance and all of that. And also have to quote the work to be able to afford all of that, um, is huge. And that's why, you know, I kind of always urge people away from like just jumping in, like have no lawn care experience and then purchasing a a decent sized company because there's just a lot of things that you learn along the way that you can't just read in a book or learn online. It's kind of, you kind of have to learn it by, by experience. Um, and I know that's annoying sometimes when people say that, um, but it, but it's definitely the truth. It's, it's, it's what I've experienced. Um, so yeah, I started hiring people when I was younger. Um, but pretty quickly, like I set up an LLC, you know, when we didn't really need one, you know what I'm saying? Like 15 to 20 accounts. Right. Um, but I wanted to, to set all this stuff up and do it properly not only because I didn't want any trouble with, with, you know, any three letter agencies, but, um, (laughs) you know, I knew that if I could, 
you know, learn about payroll taxes and workman's comp insurance and, and all of these little things. When I do grow, I can focus just on the growth. Um, and I don't have to go back and say, oh, wait, how do we do payroll taxes? Um, so, so it's kind of these little learning steps and learning moments um, that you, you just kind of carry with you and you never have to, you never have to circle back and learn it again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So where, where, um, what point are you at now? I mean, well, so, I mean, without going into your backstory, because, you know, we, people can go on, on my YouTube channel at, at Long Care Rookie LCR and, and check out the Get to Know the Pro series and everything that, that I shot there, uh, where I actually went to your, to your house and hung out with you for the mm-hmm. weekend and, and, uh, got your, your whole story there and your setup at the time. And I know some of that's still similar, but you've probably expanded mm-hmm. since then. So just like, how, how long have you been in business and where are you like right now what's your you know business company setup and everything yeah well if you count back before the le- total legitimate years like just literally driving my family's lawnmower around our neighborhood cutting a few yards here and there I, it's been like 11 or 12 years which is crazy man time wow. flying yeah um you know and so right now we're, we're running two crews uh, i have three employees and <clears throat> i'm just really focusing on the things that I know, the things that I know how to make money with, um, kind of in the past couple of years. And, and I'm sure a lot of people, if they follow me on YouTube have noticed this where I, I was venturing off into different services, trying to figure out what I liked and what made me money, um, which is okay to do. But something I, I've noticed this year is I, I don't want to do that forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, the reason we work is to make money. So at least the guys that I've found and, and what I've had success with this year <clears throat> is just focusing on what I know and what I'm good at and what makes me money instead of, you know, doing the weekly maintenance thing. Okay. And then venturing off into pressure washing and do that. Okay. And then do landscaping. Okay. And landscape maintenance, you know, semi, okay. I just wanted to be really, really good at lawn maintenance and really, really good at like landscape cleanups because that was what, what I enjoyed and what was making me money or what is making me money. Um, and that's what we've been doing this year, you know, and, and with YouTube. And I didn't want to just keep doing everything and just wasting a bunch of time. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, it's crazy hot here in Kansas City. So I, I imagine that we'll be slowing down a little bit. Um, <clears throat> with the weekly mowing, but a lot of our properties have irrigation and things. So that typically keeps us at least on the property once a week. Yeah. Laying down them stripes, you know, go ahead and check out BNB lawn care on YouTube and, and Instagram or BNB lawn care KC, I believe and on Instagram, but just, he, you know, Blake mm-hmm. just, he's been synonymous for laying those stripes down with those skag V rides, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> them Kansas city stripes. Um, so how many employees do you currently have? You said you have two crews. Is that like two, two man crews or some combination of something else? Yeah, I have three employees right now. Okay. Yep. So you guys, so how does that work? Like, do you go out like with, with them, like with one, one guy with one crew and then you got two guys, another crew or it kind of fluctuates based on the workload. Yeah. So, and and I, I've talked about this in my podcast and videos and (laughs) kind of the way I, a couple of years ago. I say a couple, but it's probably like four years ago now. <laughs> Time flies. We were having a problem with, you know, 
trying to get landscaping jobs done in the mowing. Like it just seemed like, okay, let's, let's, we'll schedule this job for Monday and Tuesday. But then we're two days behind already. And we were just, we could never get caught up. Um, and as silly as it sounds, like that's an easy way to solve that problem. But it, when you're in it and you're in that problem and, and it's just reoccurring and you're tired and, you know, you're in the grind, it's it's really hard to come up with a solution. Um, so the solution to that problem for me was uh, buying a second truck and saying this truck never goes, like during the season, it never goes to landscape jobs. The work truck, all it does is mow. Monday through Saturday right now, but it doesn't do anything else. And so basically always having a crew where we have Monday yards, Monday through Friday yards, and it, it never gets sidetracked into stuck on a job for three days. Right. Um, so that, that was the solution. That problem has been really, it's worked really well since. Um, but that goes back to my saying where, Sometimes when you're trying to do all these things and everything always is going to take twice as long, twice the, twice the cost. You know, I, I don't know if you've heard that saying, but it's super true. Like you want to try to do retaining walls and it always takes twice, two or three times as long, you know, on yeah. the first few, on the first few walls. And, and that's getting you sidetracked uh, from like, like if you're a weekly mowing company, Right now, you're you're upsetting your customers that you've worked hard to to acquire. Um, you know, it just kind of messes up the whole system and in the schedule. Um, and and I'm just the type of person I like I like um, organization and just things to run smoothly. Um, and so that that's how I solve that, and that's that's kind of where we're at. So uh, my truck will do the landscaping uh, when we get into aeration season. The, the work truck, that crew never goes aerating. It's, you know, it, it would just be my truck. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's definitely, I, I would think a common, common, common problem that people would have to solve or try to solve or, or maybe never do and just kind of get caught up in the grind of life. But I know I've definitely, yeah. you know, had, had those issues for sure. And I've heard little bits here and there. I, I, I think that's just kind of like, like I said, a common evolution, you know, it's hard to say no, you know, it's hard to really just, yeah. to just stick to one thing. I mean, sometimes most people just kind of enjoy more than one thing. Like mowing is, is awesome for those of us that love mowing, but it's like, sometimes there's some other things that we like other than just mowing all day, every day. Sometimes there's fertilization and weed control for me, for example, it's like, okay, why well, the heck yep. do I squeeze that in? You know, that's what I was doing before this call. Like, let me just bang out as many yards as I can. And, you know, until my tanks are empty or whatever, like, you know, but, but so, so there's, there's, it seems like everyone kind of has their version of that kind of same problem at some point or another. And it's just kind of part of growth, growing pains, all that. And you just kind of have to, find your solutions. I know some people just like say, well, the heck with it. I'm just going to be like a, you know, mow and blow guy, or I'm just going to be a furt guy. And, you know, and, and they just completely like separate there. I'm just going to only do landscaping. And that's a solution yeah. too, I guess. But then you're, you're just not really diversified. You're, you're, you better be really spent like you're a specialist basically. And you better make sure you're the best at it and charge a really premium rate so that you can be profitable with that. Cause my thing is, 
have at least two services is what I've always felt because you're a little more diversified in case one thing just kind of isn't doing as well as the other. At least you have something else to fall back on, like, you know, fertilization or mowing or whatever, or landscaping or whatever the, the other thing is. If you just put, you know, do everything all just mowing, it's like, man, you have to have like mass quantities of mowing and the profit margins are lower and it can really kind of wear on, wear on you in a lot of different ways versus fertilization weed control, higher margins. You also need a ton of work. You need more work because you're in and out a lot faster than mowing a lawn and all that, but it's a different type of grind and so on. And, and, um, but people are expecting premium results with that kind of a service versus they're just looking for a truck on the truck or Rick's mowing to just come through for 25, 30 bucks and blow through their lawn real quick so they can have the weekend off and not have to do any yard work type deal. So everyone, are you mowing still? Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, that, that was always my plan to kind of just build the, the kind of like the one-stop shop for lawn maintenance. Like I'm not trying to be like the commercial companies that let literally do everything. I mean, when you, when you are a commercial company that does commercial, um, like clients all the time, like HOAs and that kind of stuff, like they, they expect you to, to do everything or you're subbing it out or whatever, but you know, it still all has to be done where residential, you can kind of do your own thing. So for me, I just wanted to be a hundred percent, like full lawn maintenance, mowing, fertilization, weed control, aerating, seeding, obviously cleaning up the leaves, obviously, but then any yeah. other maintenance, like, you know, pruning the bushes if we need to throughout the year, you know, freshen up the mulch, you know, in the beginning, in the spring, you know, pulling weeds, you know, through the, throughout the, the year and the beds and all that kind of stuff. Like just basically property maintenance like that, but not like, Hey, let's design build. Hey, I want a new, yeah. uh, you know, mulch bed. I want to plant some trees and bushes or these bushes are dead. Can you rip them out and put some new ones that like, that's, that's, I'm not going to, I've done that before, but that's where you really get pigeonholed in these random projects and people are like, when are you going to get here? Yeah. And then you got, who are you letting down them, the mowing clients, all that kind of stuff back to your point. So I just kind of exactly. stopped all that and refer that kind of stuff out to some, some folks that I know around the area that I've gotten to know that, that kind of focus more on that. And they got the big dump trucks and dump trailers and it's like, they need to keep mm -hmm. that stuff rolling. So I just give them all that work and, and stick to stay in my lane, you know, with the maintenance type stuff versus all the other heavy duty construction, building, designing, all that kind of stuff. Get started today with GPS Track It and get your first month free. Register at gpstrackit.com slash LCR or call 855-930-2323. Real-time vehicle tracking, time and driver management, driver behavior, equipment asset protection and management, and smart video dash cam solutions all in one place. Improve route density and productivity, save on fuel and idle time costs. Protect your vehicles, recover lost or stolen vehicles, no contracts, and a low monthly price. GPS Track It. Find the link and phone number in the episode description. And I, I guess that's kind of what what I wanted to, to tell people was like, you know, when you get into this business, you're always going to hear, you know, people are always going to give you the opinion like, oh, fertilizing is where the money's at. Then you run over to fertilize. And they're like, oh, no, hardscaping. You got to get into patios, retaining walls. Then you run over to retaining walls. And they're like, you have to do landscape lighting. You run over to do landscape lighting. Nuh-uh. Ponds. That's where it's at. Then you run over to do ponds. And it's like, you know, you're. it's good to venture out, like I said. But I have found that you're just kind of wasting time and you're not making any money just jumping from one thing to another. And, and that's what the, you know staying focused. I love mowing. 
So that's what I really, that's like the bread and butter. So I really want to perfect that. Um, and when I mean perfect that, I mean, make my customers happy, kind of come up with systems. So the employees know what to do and it kind of, it runs pretty smoothly day to day. And then I'm making money, you know, like everybody says there's, or, you know, not everybody, but there's people in the industry that say, oh, there's no money in mowing. Well, maybe you just didn't, maybe you didn't do it right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, there, there is money in, in all of these services. Maybe, maybe your overhead's too much. Maybe you, you have too many payments going out, not enough coming in. Maybe your pricing's off. Maybe you're spread uh, you know, out all the, over the place. No, yeah, no, no yeah, route maybe, density. Yes, exactly. Um, so, you know, I, don't let people do what you want to do because th- at the end of the day, like that's, what's going to keep you going. If you really don't enjoy what you're doing, then, then, you know, it's too hot, man. It's too hot <laughs> out there. You're not, yeah. you're not going to keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what, what's your ultimate goal for your business or is it like ever, is it, is it, uh, evolving or do you have kind of like an end goal that you've had for a little while or that you just came up with? No, I don't really have an end goal. Like, I, I guess, are you trying to say like sell it one day? I guess that would be like the end goal for a lot of people. Yeah. Or just like, you know, like, like some people like, Oh, you know, I'm good with two crews and that's it. Or yeah, I want to get to a million dollars or I want, you know, like yeah. there's a lot of people that have certain criteria, whether it be a financial, like a top mm-hmm. line revenue goal, like for their company, you know, or, or the amount of, you know, like the size of it, like how many crews or whatever, you know, yeah. like everyone kind of, a lot of people have like some sort of a, um, goal in mind like that, or they're just like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of happy just doing whatever. Or like some people are like, I just want to stay solo. I don't ever want to have employees, you know, like, so a lot of people have different goals like that. So I was just curious yeah. what, what your ultimate like future that you see yeah. of your business. Yeah. Well, two things. Um, I, I do like the size of business I'm at. Um, I, I think that I think I will have to push to, to have two mowing crews. Um, where I'm just going to forever be turning down um, customers. Um, and I, I, you know, that doesn't really like day to day. I mean, I just get so many calls that I, we just can't do anymore. Um, so that that's never fun. Like you said, it's hard to say no. Um, so I think I at least want to try for two mowing crews and then a landscape crew. When I say landscape, the aeration cleanups and all that. Um, so that that's probably the, the as big as I want to get. Um, I think it's super cool to see, you know, twenty, thirty trucks. But, um, you know, I I just I'm happy with where I'm at. Um, and the the real end goal for me is never to not really ever to sell the business, but I I do want to get into real estate. Um, mm. That's kind of like my my major goal at the moment. That's kind of my uh, my money goals. Um, and continue, continue with our business and just, yeah. I still enjoy it every single day, which is crazy to say, I'm not going to like tomorrow's heat. <laughs> it's going to be like over a hundred degrees, but you know that, <laughs> like I said, that's just, you, you got to go through these days to have the beautiful fall days and you're just mowing with a smile on your face, you know? So, yeah. um, that, that's kind of where we're at. And I, I am going to get into fertilizing. We, we have all the license and insurance and, um, getting the setup and, and, and I am going to start that next year. Um, so that's, like I said, I, maybe it, it'll flop, but we we're already on these 
properties. So it just, it's an easy transition. Like it makes sense just to right. totally service the customer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot so, of people want to condense their billing, just kind of have one invoice yep. or, you know, one invoice less or whatever, you know? Yep. Yep. And, and that's kind of what I thought. So, you know, we're right at like 90 something accounts. So nice. Um, I think we could easily, you know, take on a percentage of what we have. I don't know how many fertilizing accounts you do, but from what I've been learning from uh, the guys that I'm friends with here in the area that do it, you know, you can take on a lot more fertilizing than you can mowing clients. Right. Cause you're in and out so, a lot qu- quicker. So you need to have that quantity. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Geez, man. So I, I have 35 fertilization. So I have 93 clients and I still only have one crew. So now I'm like kind of crying inside. You're over here with two crews and you're at 90 counts. I'm like, I'm like, no wonder why I can't keep my guys happy. Cause we're like killing ourselves. But anyway, that's, that's, that's <laughs> a story for another day. But at any rate, you know, it's, it's hard to find people, you know, but, um, and maybe your properties are smaller. You never know. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're all probably around the same, you know, 10,000 square foot, get, you know, give or take here and there. Some are bigger, some are smaller, but ultimately, yeah, that people get caught up in the numbers for sure. And it's like, well, how big are your properties and all that? Like, you know, people say I only have 40, 40 lawns or whatever. It's like, okay, are they big ones, small ones? Like, don't just measure yourself up to, or compare yourself to, to, a, to profit, a number man. like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, th- think about what's going to fit for you and how much money you need to make and all that kind of stuff. But at any rate, I, I would think that you, you and I are the areas and, you know, I see your neighborhoods and my neighborhoods and they're all pretty much the same kind of deal. Um, I'm sure there's some bigger, smaller, all that, but it's very similar is my point. So we're, we're probably both around the same size, uh, account wise. So, um, you know, there might be more commercial residential, whatever, but ultimately, so I have all that. And then I have 35, 35 of them are fertilization and weed control. And most of them are overlap where we, um, mo- where we mow and we fertilize. So I've got like 77 mowing. Um, so, mm-hmm. so, so if you do the math, there's probably like, what, like, I don't know, 10 or 30, whatever it is, you know, like almost 20, maybe. So maybe 50% of the fertilization accounts are just people that randomly mow their own lawn. And they just wanted us to take care of their lawn because we're already in the neighborhood, like taking care of their neighbors or whatever the deal is. So, um, but yeah, cool. so that's, but yeah, you can, you know, so, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's kind of like a drop in the bucket, you know, for most people, you know, cause most people, if they're just only doing fertilization, they have like hundreds, you know, like, uh, like yep. I know, I think like Jason Creel, you know, he, uh, over there in Alabama, he's got, 300 or something I heard on the, on Paul's podcast, uh, Paul Jameson podcast the other day. So he's got 300, you know, in order to be able to have a full-time income, you know, just that, but that's all he does. He got rid of the mowing and he just fertilizes and trees to weeds and all that seven times a year for each person. He's got 300 people. So you, you know, schedule that all out so that you're busy pretty much every day or at least five days of the week, the majority of the year. So so, yeah, so, I mean, there's different things for different folks, but, you know, he, he's, he was one of that, that was kind of his thing too, is he wanted to just focus on one thing. He was trying to do both and it was getting kind of hairy and, you know, he was by himself too. So when you're solo, yep. there's, there's a kind of a totally different narrative there that you have to tell and, and, and be prepared for. You can't really do all these things unless you keep it real small. Like, Hey, I got 40 clients and, you know, I kind of do everything for them. Like, cool. That's good. And mm-hmm. you can probably make a good, you know, you know, six figure uh, income top line anyway, doing all that stuff, but you're really going to be busy and there's not a whole lot of wiggle room. And if it rains a lot or equipment breakdown and now you work weekends and all that. So there's a lot of different things. That's why employees usually ends up being the go-to thing, you know, for most people, because they just, you know, you don't want to, 
you don't want to give yourself a ceiling necessarily of like, okay, this is all I'm going to make because I can just only do so much for myself. And it's like, well, one, you might need to make more to support your family or like, you know, my daughter's in college and, you know, my son's in high school and we'll be going to college. Like, you know, your expenses, your life expenses keep increasing. And, you know, you know, you have two babies and, and it's just going to get more and more as they get older and school and all this stuff. So, you know, your, your, yeah. uh, your income is going to have to keep increasing with your life expenses. So, I mean, with that being said, when, when you are solo or, or you only have one guy with you or something, you know, you're always going to hit that ceiling where you're like, okay, well, we can't go any higher than this unless we get, get another guy, you know, or get another truck now or whatever. So sometimes you kind of have to just realize that or realize that, you know, maybe you just need to do other things or whatever. So there's the, yeah, there's, the thing. Yeah, go ahead. The thing that always scared me, like even I, obviously I, I have a little bit of anxiety. That's where some of this like over need to, to have everything running smoothly and organized. But, you know, I was always scared. Like what, what would happen if I broke my leg? Yeah. You know, like, and I was by myself and, and I had 40 or 50 accounts. Like, yeah, you'd be done. I mean, your business is, is gone and, and that never set well with me, you know, especially now with a family, um, you know, bigger, bigger responsibilities and things. It's like, I can't, that, that, that doesn't sit right with me because, you know, what if I get in a car accident, you know, I wasn't doing anything silly or to break my leg, but it just happens. Right. Um, you know, I, I want to be able to, my business to still run and, and, provide for us and our family and, um, you know, little things like that, that if your situation isn't like that, or you don't have those fears, then my business is going to look a lot different than yours. Um, and, and that's okay. I think, I think sometimes with social media, especially it's like, if my business doesn't look exactly like so-and-so's, you know, then what am I doing wrong? But your life is just different than mine and, and vice versa. And, you know, you have to figure out what works for you and what works for your family. Absolutely. So what, um, what was your experience within, or what has been your experience with employees trying to find employees? I mean, I know like when you were 15, it was probably totally different. It was like friends and things like that and whatnot. So now it might be a little bit different. I'm not sure. So just curious what yeah. the, the evolution of that is and what your experience has been. Like, how have you found them? Has it been difficult? What, what kind of best practices have you found successful for you? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you said, when I was younger, it was just high school buddies, like friends of friends or just my friends working with me, which was super awesome. Um, you're still dealing with certain things like crazy schedules and whatnot, but that was pretty easy. That was the easiest because the labor pool is right there and whatever. But, you know, as I got older and, and now we need full-time people, not just like, Hey, help me on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, th this is legit. You show up at, eight o'clock every morning and blah, blah, blah. But, um, for me right now, man, I have found most of my guys from YouTube, which is crazy. Um, but, but I would really still go back to like, here's my tip for people since not everybody makes YouTube stuff, but like go to your Facebook and, and go back to your network and your friends and ask people, hey, do you know anybody looking for a job? And, and this is only going to get harder, you know, as as these big companies start paying people more. Yeah. Be able to offer, you know, a lot of benefits that, you know, smaller companies can't. But, you know, I kind of, my answer to that is boohoo. You know, like 
raise your prices so you can pay your people more, we're going to have to do that. All of us. Um, and so we have to adjust our businesses with what's going on in the world. And that, that goes back to employees. The good news is for people is not everybody, you know, have you ever seen those crazy things that like big companies like Amazon, like if you don't move your hand within two minutes or whatever, you, you get a, a flag or a ding or something. Oh and yeah. Get, I, I used to work for Amazon. For <laughs> yeah. I used to work okay. for them and they, yeah, yeah, everyone had a scanner and they knew exactly where you were and what's the last scan or what it was like, it was yeah. crazy. You know, somebody would come over to you and be like, Hey, um, so you haven't, you know, moved, you know, fast enough in the last five minutes, or something. And it's, or we thought you were dead. Like <laughs> it's like this whole big yeah. thing. So I get that for sure. Yeah. And I think, I think like as business owners, we only think about what can we pay people and that's the that's the end all be all, and and it's really not. You have to be super competitive with, you know, what your hourly rate is or whatever. But you know, not everybody wants to work for corporatized. You know, if you don't move in two minutes or scan something in two minutes, like yeah. some people get sick of that, like like you did, Naylor. But um, you know, so you have to focus on the the things that you can offer them. That hey it's a different, like you, you go from job to job, the day's different. Every day's different. You're doing different things. You're out outside, out breathing fresh air. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? And, and I treat you right. We're a small business. It's not, I'm no better than you. You know, better than me. Um, you know, that's kind of what I've always focused on because, you know, I'm out there. I, our job is to get the, to get the yards done, make them look good, make the customers happy. Yeah. You know, that, my job is no different than yours. That that's what, that's what we need to do. That's like the company, that's our job. And, and, and I'm not going to treat you any differently. I'm not going to make you do something that, that I am not going to go do. Um, you know, so I, I think that people need to, to really, what do you enjoy about your business? Other people could enjoy that too. Um, it's kind of what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. So I want to be respectful of your time and start wrapping up, but I also wanted to just one more question about employees. What, what, um, was like the biggest transition for you or something that you had to kind of get over or, or, um, get used to, you know, once you started hiring employees and, and having a multiple crews. If you haven't registered for the GIE Plus Expo 2021, then you can still save 50% off your registration with code VIPLCR. Again, just go ahead and enter in VIPLCR in the coupon code section, or you can click the link in the show notes of this podcast on the app that you're listening to. There's a link, you click on it for the GIE Plus Expo registration and you get 50% off. Yeah, I think... In the start of, of my business, at least, I was just young, um, immature. I mean, you know, immature, I'll be the first to say it. You just learn things as you get older um, and as you have new experiences. So, you know, every the schedule wasn't perfect. It was just like, let's go run and do this. Let's go run and do this. And it was just kind of madness um, because I haven't, I hadn't at the time learned these things. And I would say the, the most challenging thing that I had to work through in my business and in my mind was, you know, I cared about the business and I wanted it to be successful. And I, I was just focusing on taking care of the customers and making the yards look great and not really focused on, you know, the first couple of years 
on like not not like corporatizing the company and not like but but structure you know people don't people want to go to work and have at least some sort of structure you know what i'm saying so right uh i had a really good one of my first couple employees you know he was always pushing me and i I would kind of get frustrated you know he's like well we should do this this and we should set up workman's comp insurance and i'm like dude all of this stuff is going to cost me a ton of money you know like i'm not big enough to do any of this but I'm so thankful that that happened and that he pushed me a little bit because I set up a, a, a company, you know, not just, not just little high school Blake, you know, running from yard to yard and route density. You know, I, I had nothing, dude. I was just going like, Oh, you want 20 minutes away, 20 minutes away, 20 minutes away, just trying to take on work. Um, which you have to do sometimes, you know, just to, get your feet wet and get your name out there and get money coming in. But, you know, at one point you need to, I mean, I cut off a list of um, 20 yards that were about 25 minutes away because it just didn't work anymore. Like it was a, the drive turned it from 25 minutes. If there was traffic, you know, 35, 40 minutes, the guys would stop at the gas station, chill out and, you know, it, it just becomes a whole a whole thing. I just want to be in in these neighborhoods that are pretty closely connected, and let's just hammer those neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, little decisions like that that having more structure because nobody really cares about your business as much as you do. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if it's a little disorganized, I'll be all right, <laughs> but. Uh, I, I hope that makes sense, Naylor. Does yeah. that make any sense? Oh yeah, for sure, a hundred percent. Like you can't just show up. Hey, grab all the shovels, grab the mowers, the trimmers. We're gonna go do this, 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 and then we're gonna go mow. You know, it's oh, just like yeah, what? That, that drives me crazy. What? Yeah, I can't stand yeah. that. So, you know, just it, it all comes back. Hey, eight o'clock. My guys know tomorrow they're gonna show up at eight o'clock, and they there's a list, and they're gonna do that list, and that's their job. You know what I'm saying? It's not just madness running around everywhere. Um, that, that would probably be the, the most challenging thing for me. It was just coming. I mean, there's so much that goes into a business. I mean, it's just, it's insane. So, you know, there has to be a couple of years where it's a little rough, man. It's not, it's not perfect. It's not running smoothly, but as long as you are willing to work on it and willing to adjust, uh, that's all I've done. And I think that's all that other people that, that are, are, have it running a successful business. That's all they've done. It's not like they have uh, anything that you don't. Right. A hundred percent. All right. Well, I've got a couple of quick rapid fire uh, pod deck questions. You know, the good old pod decks. If you remember those from the hype house, everyone had like one card uh, question to read. Do you remember that? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to bust out the, the old pod decks here. Um, but yeah, so let's, uh, let's see what the first one we got here. Um, so who, who are your heroes in real life? We'll start off with it with a quick, easy one for you in real life. Um, I know this is cliche as heck, but, um, my dad, dude, he, I mean, we still talk like every single day about mostly about real estate. Cause that's kind of his realm, but about money, managing money, um, future, you know, how do, how do we invest? What do we do with the money that we make? You know, I'm, we're always talking about, you know, profit margins and, and route density and things to make you more money. But 
once you make some of those adjustments and and in your there's more money you know in the bank at the end of the month after expenses you know like what do you do with all of that yeah um and, and that's my focus now and and it has been for you know the last year it's like what 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 are the goals and and how do we get there and where do we put the money um so yeah, yeah. my my dad man that's we we talk about that all the time yeah i've met your dad a couple times he's definitely he's, he's a good dude for sure <laughs> so that's yeah good. behind the scenes a lot too like dude he he took me to the first rally um, i remember <laughs> he in was chilling in the car lot. yeah in the parking lot with his you me and geek to freak and you had like your little uh uh, I don't know, balancing board, hoverboard. Or hoverboard. There you go. That little thing. Yeah. <laughs> and you were zipping around on there. And then eventually your dad came out and came over. He was like, man, I got to talk to these guys or whatever. But yeah, he's, he's cool. Um, that, that, that was a fun time. I'll never forget that, that night for sure. Um, but yeah. How so many years ago was that? Oh man, that was like, that had to have been, yeah, that was 2015, 2015. So I started YouTube mm-hmm. in 2014 and I, like none of us went to the GAE that year. Cause we were like, what, you know, and just what like was watched the deal? The was I your first comment? <laughs> you, you were my first subscriber. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And no, I think like Paul Jameson was probably like my first comment. He was like the OG commenter, man. And now, now look at him. Like, um, it's he's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how the community has, has, come really far but yeah that was 2015 the next year where we all like we're like oh my gosh we all have to go to the gie now and we all met greg and and each other and all that stuff so that was six years ago you know coming on this this gie this year which is going to be exciting i can't wait for that how about you oh my gosh man i <laughs> everybody's and even it. like even talking about that like it's really if people are just jumping into the community i don't think you understand it was just a group of a couple of people at a bar, you know, like that <laughs> yeah. was the community. That's at least that's what it felt like. Naylor. Like, yeah. I was like, this is it, man. <laughs> We're the, the 15 people in the world that cut grass or whatnot. But yeah, I mean, 2015, um, we all fit in, in the, uh, in pleasure Ridge and we all got a picture members like you, me, Stan, Seth, Greg, Keith, like, just like, you know, like maybe like, a dozen guys just like chilling in, in a photo in, in, in there. And then it's just totally different now. It's just blown up yeah. for sure. I'm so excited, man. Um, you know, I, I get excited about it every year, but not having it last year. I mean, I think it's going to be incredible. Yeah. Everyone's definitely, uh, definitely in, you know, in need of that, I should say. It's like a, a great networking, family reunion, whatever you want to, however you want to wrap it up. You know, it's it's definitely one of those experiences. I just think our community really loves live events because we just get together with all the like-minded folks and we're just all, we can just talk all day, every day, you know, all day, all night about all kinds of stuff, you know, because we were just so relatable and we, we've experienced so many of the same things. And some of us, a lot of us have come from similar backgrounds and so on and so forth. So it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you're just like all immediate friends just because you're a member of the community. And, you know, we kind of keep up with each other through social media or people keep up with us through social media and then they meet us and person for the first time or we meet each other for in person for the first time and it's just like hey we're old friends you know we've been talking on, on online all this time now we get to hang out in person so the gie is yeah, like a mean, culmination of that like massive quantities yeah and that's how it always feels like with you and i man like we we see each other a couple times a year but it's like no time has passed you know which is what i find a lot with with people in this industry and in this community and um 
you know, everybody's just, I think everybody really does just want to help people and help each other. Like you and I are, are always talking about podcasting things and YouTube tips and how do we do this better and how, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, for sure. That part of that part of GIE is awesome. And, uh, I also don't, don't get to ride a, or, or drive a skid steer every day. So I do like to get out there and <laughs> play with the toys, dig up the, the exposition centers grass over there. But um, yeah, <laughs> nice. All right. So uh, the next one real quick is, uh, what are you currently curious about? Curious about, um, well, my business definitely, um, fertilizing, uh, like we, like we've talked about mm-hmm. and, I really have been just going and, and just being a student to the guys that are doing it in, in my area, my, my buddies. Um, it, it's kind of cool where I just go and, and ride along and just sit back and watch um, and, and see how they run it. See if I can see anything that I could do a little bit better, maybe, um, and, and things that I don't know. Um, so that that's something. And then, something I've been curious about for years now is how to get started in real estate. Uh, and I know these are two topics we've already covered, but, uh, that's, that's what I consume, man. Like on YouTube and podcasts is it's all about like where, how do you even get to the point where you can start investing in it? And then, you know, all the possibilities that come along with it. Um, money management, I guess it's like, you know, it's crazy to see how some people just amass this crazy amount of success and how some people don't. And I'm just, I don't know. I know that's so nerdy of me, but like, I I really, I really like to learn a lot about that. It's like, you know, I feel like I'm not, sometimes people don't agree with me on on certain things about money, um, you know, debt and all that. But you know, I, I'm really, I'm really curious to like, why do some businesses fail? Like the statistic is like 45% of businesses fail or something in the first few years. I mean, that's that, I mean, really think about that. Almost 50% of the companies that you see driving around with trailers on it won't even be here in, in the next few years. Yeah. You know, so it's like, why? And, and, and that's where podcasts and YouTube come in. And that's why I just try to, tell people what I learned and what I have learned and things that I'm working on. And, and that's where the community comes in. We can all help each other and work together. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, that's what it's all about for sure. So the last one here, uh, if you could undo one moment in your life, what would it be? A little more of serious question there to end it off. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I'm telling you, man, I'm a real nerd about this stuff. <laughs> it, it does all go together. Um, I probably, when I, so I bought my house, like literally, I think the day after I turned 22 or something, um, I, I think I would have purchased a property that like maybe like a, a fourplex and lived in one of the, the units and then rented out the other three Mm -hmm. from what I found. That's the easiest way to like get into your first investment property. Um, I know that's a little, a little different of an answer, but that would probably be it is, is my first house would have probably been that like a fourplex or even a duplex lived in part of it 
and kind of swallowed my ego a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and, and rented out the other units. Yeah. Sometimes it, it just pays the mortgage and you live literally mortgage and rent free. You live for free, which is incredible. And sometimes it cash flows, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in a few years, even if it's not making profit, then that one unit will, will turn a profit when you move out of it. You know, now you can move to a house or what, wherever you want to go. And now you have a, 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 a property that, that pays you every month, you know? So that's probably it. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see, uh, you know, some things that you might be doing and, and, and have going on with real estate. I can see that you definitely have a passion for that, like you said. So I'm, I'm excited to to hear about that or, or follow follow along the story and, and, and see the progression there. So, um, yeah, thanks. Well, thanks for joining me to, tonight. Uh, I know, again, it's super hard for, for us to, to squeeze in time here and there. I, I really appreciate it. You're busy. I'm busy. We all have stuff going on. I know you got to get going. Where can everybody find you? I, I mean, uh, hopefully everyone that's listening to my podcast knows who you are and all that. But just in case, I, you know, I know you have a podcast now and YouTube and all that. So what? just lay it all out there. Yeah. Uh, the B&B Lawn Care Podcast. And on Instagram at BB Lawn Care KC and on YouTube, BNB Lawn Care. Nice. All right. Well, thanks again for, for, for joining us on the LCR Media Podcast. And I will look forward to seeing you at the GIE at the very latest. If not, you know, maybe we'll touch base sometime before that. But at the very at yes, the very sir, latest, I will, yeah, I will see you then. Hey guys, don't forget to check out GPS Track It by calling 855-930-2323 or clicking the link in the show description. I'm going to be using this for my own fleet, so I'll be reporting, letting you guys know how, how it goes and my thoughts and opinions on it, but it's definitely something I've been looking at for my business as I grow so I can keep track of my fleet, uh, I can save money, cut down on fuel costs, etc., um, so make sure you go ahead and check that out so you can kind of see for yourself if this is something that you want to uh, check out yourself and, and use as well as following along on my journey while I report back as I'm using it. Before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.